This parak begins to discuss things that may make it difficult for a person to do tshuva. There are 24 things that prevent the person from doing tshuva. They don't make it impossible, they do prevent it. Four of them are because they're a great sin. For these four are a great sin, whoever does any of them, Hashem does not provide them the opportunity to do tshuva. Because of the greatness of the sin. That means that, for example, the unconscious voices from heaven, the Basco, which motivates the Shama to move to do tshuva, are not heard by him. However, if he chooses to do tshuva, his tshuva can still be accepted. these are them. Generally speaking, these are them. Aleph, one who causes the public to transgress. included in this sin is mitzvah, somebody who prevents the public from doing a mitzvah. So he either causes them to sin by feeding them all non kosher meat, for example, or he prevents them off from doing a mitzvah by closing down the mikvah, for example. Base, or, or uh, closing down the shul. Someone who turns his fellow from a good path to the bad path, like somebody who convinces individual or a community to worship Avodah Zarah. Someone who sees his son going into the, a, a bad direction. He does not protest. So since his son is under his domain, if he had protested, his son would, would, would cease to behave the way he's behaving. So it's like he's causing him to sin by not actively, by not actively uh, rebuking him, he's passively causing him to sin. Including in this affair, anybody who has the ability to protest others who are sinning, whether it's an individual, whether it's a community, and he does not protest. He lets them continue with their uh, negative ways, but they're stumbling. Now, if a person knows his words are not going to be heeded, there's a mitzvah. There's a mitzvah not to protest. But the point is, anybody who has the ability to influence someone else, and he chooses not to do so, he's a participant in the avera. Dalit someone who says, "I can do avera, I'll do tshuva later." So at the time of the sin. He relies on tshuva. Someone who says, I will sin, and when Yom Kippur comes, it'll atone for me. So because he uses tshuva and Yom Kippur as a way to motivate the sin, therefore he's not given an opportunity to repent. It's, a, it's an oxymoron. It's a paradox. Therefore, his tshuva is, is, is not uh, effective. Now, it's explained in various places, uh, specifically in Hasidic sources and in contemporary Hasidic sources from Lubavitch Rebbe and others, that truthfully there's no possible thing that can stand in the way of tshuva. Uh, however, there's different levels of tshuva and, and various difficulties to overcome those levels, and that's what the Ramam is referring to. One of the reasons why someone who causes someone else to do an Avera is not given a chance to do Tshuva is because it's not appropriate that the person who caused the other person to do an Avera will be in Ganeidin since he did Tshuva, but the person who he convinced to do that Avera and to, and to, to leave the proper path will be in Gehenim. It's not, it's not just, it's not, uh, not justice. So that all, based on that logic, we could say that uh, if the person does bring the people he influenced to, do, to, go the, to go to the wrong path back to tshuva, he will definitely be given an opportunity to do tshuva himself as well. Halacha Beis, continuing the things which a person does, which make, might make him difficult for him to do tshuva. There's five of those 24 things, that lock the gates of tshuva, or close the, the gates of tshuva before the person who does them. These are them. Aleph, number one, someone who separates himself from the community, the fish of his man, when the community is motivated to improve their ways, he's not going to participate in the inspiration. He's not going to merit the, 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 the merits with they, which they are achieving. Someone who argues with the words of the Chachamim, 
his uh, argument with the Chachamim causes him to distance himself from them. Therefore, he's not going to be inspired by them and informed of the ways of Tshuva, which the Chachamim are the ones who teach us. It's Tereshav Alpeh. Number three, Gimel HaMalagal Mitzvah, someone who scorns the mitzvahs, even if he does them, but he thinks they're silly. If the, they are disgraceful in his eyes, he's not going to pursue them and do them. He's going to... Any more than his basic, basic obligation. If he's not going to do them, what merit will he have? Dalit. Someone who scorns his teachers. This matter will cause him to be, uh, to be uh, distanced and pushed away from, the, from his teachers, like Gehazi, uh, who was the student of Elisha, who was pushed away by his, his teacher. When his teachers push him away, he's not going to find anybody who who push, uh, guides him in the right direction. The way of truth. Hey, number five. I said is somebody who hates rebuke. Because if he hates rebuke, he, he leaves himself no opportunity to, to do tshuva. Because because rebuke brings a person to tshuva. When a person is informed of his avidus, a person, generally speaking, does not see their own faults. When someone rebukes him for doing something wrong, that motivates him to do tshuva. says, Don't forget the way we angered Hashem. We rebelled against Hashem. Again, Hashem is not giving you heart to know. Hashem is rebuking you the Indian for their meanwhile negative uh, behavior, uh, that, that that day finally changed to some degree when Meishu Benu said it. Uh, but again, until that time, it was not the way he was supposed to be. Am um, this is in, uh, in Yeshaya, when uh, Yeshaya says, sorry, it's in Devarim, uh, when Meishu Benu refers to the Bnei Yisrael as an ungrateful, uh, not smart nation. Um, rebuked the Indian and said, uh, whoa, a sinful nation. Even an ox knows its owner. Um, I know you are obstinate. So these are all rebukes that we see that the Moshe Benu and the Nevi'im gave Bnei Yisrael. Hashem commanded us that we should rebuke sinners. The Pasuk says, uh, Call out with your throat, don't be silent. Because Hashem is telling uh, Yirmiyahu, he has an obligation to uh, to uh, admonish the Bnei Yisrael. I'm sorry, not Yirmiyahu, Yishayahu. Similarly, all the Nevi'im, all the prophets, rebuked the Yidin until they did Tshuva. They didn't, didn't, uh, didn't relent until they did Tshuva. Therefore, we have to appoint in every Jewish community, every, every congregation, a wise elder, who is God-fearing from the days of his youth, for all of the and who is beloved by them, because if he has, if he doesn't have any, any of these qualities, they're going to say, "Oh, who are you to rebuke us?" I remember you as a kid; you were an isvarf. And he should rebuke the community. Bring them back to tshuva, the right path. The person who hates rebuke, he's not going to come to the uh, session, the lecture, to hear the rebuke. He's not going to hear the word. Therefore, he's going to remain with his sins, which in his eyes he's going to maintain that it's good the way he is.
Halacha Gimel. Umehem Chamisha Dvarim of those twenty-four things which prevent Shuvah. There are five of them. If someone does them, it's impossible to do complete Shuvah. He can do Shuvah, but can't be complete Shuvah. Because there are sins between a man and his fellow. However, he does not know who the person he sinned against is. So he should be able to return to him the damage that he caused. Or be able to ask forgiveness. These are the five examples. Aleph. Hamakala Surab is someone who curses the public, curses a community. He doesn't he didn't curse a known individual, they should ask for him for forgiveness and atonement. He cursed the whole community, he doesn't know who to ask forgiveness from. somebody who divides the spoils of the Ganif, the Ganif steals, and then he divides the spoils with the Ganif. So, for example, the Ganav may do that if he provides him the opportunity to steal, or if he gives him my advice. If he any idea, he got the Ganav, or he buys from the Ganav what he what, what he what he stole at a reduced price. If he any idea, he Ganav Azu shall meet who he doesn't know who the Ganav stole from. El Haganav Ganav, the Ganav steals from many people. And he brings to this individual who like and he buys it. So therefore, since he doesn't know who he's causing damage to, he can't ask for forgiveness and return the the money. Void. And additionally, he's convincing the Ganev and emboldening him to continue the sin. And we already said before, if someone convinces others, another person, he motivates someone else to do an Aveira, that is a, a, a very difficult to do Tshuva for. Gimel. Someone who finds a lost object, but keeps it instead of Announcing it as he's supposed to on it, which would enable it to return to the owner. Many t- later on, when he she asks the when he feels bad, he wants to do tshuva. He doesn't know who to return it to. So, uh, since the person who lost it a long time has passed, that person has possibly moved away, possibly forgot about it, doesn't think it's the thing which is his. So, it's very difficult to do tshuva in that situation. Because you can't not, not right the wrong you caused. Someone who eats the ox. We're talking about an ox which was given as a pledge, as collateral, as a mashkin. Uh, some editions of the Ramam actually changed the reish to a dalad, which means shoyd, which, which reads a pledge. So someone who eats the mashkin, the pledge of a poor person, for example, widow or orphans. These are people, they're very downcast, they're unfortunate. They're not well known and popular. They travel from city to city. Nobody they're not they don't have any renown or any fame nobody knows who they are so they should know who this pledge belongs to and to be able to return it to him so when a, when a person who's very poor borrows money from a rich man and he gives him a mashkin as collateral and the person can't pay back so the person says well listen you know uh he, he forces him to sort of relinquish the property of the uh, ownership of the mashkin to him for the loan that he cannot pay back. But generally speaking, the mashkin is worth more than the loan. And the person who has the mashkin, the, the, the uh, collateral, says, well, this collateral is worth uh, the same amount as the halvas. I'm keeping this mashkin for the $100 I lent you. Me- really, meantime, that mashkin is worth $200. And you're basically cheating this person out of money. Later on, you want to do tshuva, you can be hard to find them. Hey, if a judge receives bribery to pervert a judgment, you can never know how far the damage of what you caused did. How much impact it had. You should be able to make, make restitution. So sometimes if you cause a person to pay money he doesn't owe, because of that he couldn't do a business deal with somebody else because they lost more money and you never know how, how, how far the impact was. This matter has, has feet, so to speak, that it keeps going and going. The manifold ramifications, so to speak. Um, another point is who the judge is by taking the bribe, 
is reinforcing and, and uh, causing the person who gives him the bribe to do the Avera of giving a bribe, which is also an Avera. It's an Avera to take a bribe, it's an Avera to give a bribe. So the judge is causing someone else to do an Avera, and we already said, causing someone else to sin makes it very difficult to do Shuva. Of these 24 things, there are five. Someone who does them is unlikely to do tshuva. Most people take them lightly. It turns out he's going to do the but he's not going to be impressed that this is an Aveira. These are the five things. Aleph. Somebody eats from a meal which is insufficient for the host. This is sort of stealing. He thinks he did not sin. He's going to say, I only ate with his permission. He doesn't realize the host only invited him because, let's say, for example, he walked into his house unannounced and the host suddenly said, Oh, you're here. Why don't you join us for a meal? Meanwhile, he wasn't expecting him, and this person is going to eventually uh, eat the food that this person would have eaten. Somebody who uses a pledge, a collateral, a mashkin taken from a poor person. Now, a poor person doesn't usually have things like um, uh, extra items hanging around. They're just very basic things, like, for example, an ox or a plow, which are basic staples in times of the of the, of the Ramba. But you don't believe he's going to say basic necessities in times of the Ramba. You don't believe he's going to say in his heart. By using them, I'm not decreasing, decreasing their value. So he, the money he lent me, the money that the money that he lent me, that I, that I lent him, that he borrowed from me. Meanwhile, he gave me this ox in the, in the meantime, or this plow in the meantime. I'll use it, and they don't do, they don't they don't decrease the value, and I'll give it back to him when he returns the loan. I have not stolen from him. The truth is, is that really by using it, he is actually. Uh, First of all, there is some possible some devaluation, even though these are things that that don't have a lot of wear and tear. But also, in doing so, he presumably is also transgressing the violation of interest because he's um, besides you besides getting back the money from this person, he's also getting the benefit of using the mashkin. So it's a little bit of ribis gimel. Hamastakabari is someone who looks at a woman who he's forbidden to marry. Whom he's forbidden to be with or marry. He thinks there's no problem. Because he mistakenly says, Did I have a relationship with her? Did I come close to her? However, he does not know. That glancing of the eye is a great sin. That causes the most basic most basic prohibitions of relationships to happen. Shemar the Pasuk says, it causes the actual forbidden relationship to happen. Shem the Pasuk says, Do not stray after your hearts or after your eyes. Dalad, Hamaskab is someone who takes pride in the shame of his fellow. I don't believe by Shem the he says in his heart, I didn't, I, that there's no Avera. Because his friend is not standing there. His friend is not embarrassed. I didn't embarrass him. I didn't embarrass him. He's not. He's not getting embarrassed. Rather, he 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 has an opportunity to let let it be emphasized. His wisdom or good deeds. Or his friends' uh, inferior wisdom or deeds. So he should be seen from the contrast. He is more acceptable, desirable, and honorable, and his friend is more shameful. So, if at a business meeting, for example, he makes sure that everyone realizes that his work is superior to, superior to the other person, even though he's not there. Hey, someone who uh, suspects those who are really kosher. Who did not do anything wrong? I don't believe he says in his heart. does not. does not because he says. What did I do to him? I did nothing. 
Is there anything other except uh, except uh, 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 doubt, or suspicion? Shema also. I'm saying maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I'm not saying for sure he did. I'm saying maybe. But when he did, he does not know. This is actually Naveda. He's taking a person who really is nothing wrong, and in his mind, he's assuming he's a, he's a, he's a potential Balaveda. That is a great Aveda. Halacha hey, of these twenty-four, there are finally the final five. whoever does them, we join after them. Talmud constantly will be difficult to separate yourself from them. Therefore, person must be very careful with them. not to be attached to them, not to become a serial offender. They are very, all very bad traits. And of course, the basic principle of tshuva is abandoning that veda. If you become so familiar with it and accustomed to it, you don't abandon it, it's almost impossible to do tshuva. These are the five. Gossip, which means going around talking about people, even if it's not derogatory, just being a yenta, as we say. Lashon hara, uh, derogatory talk about other people. Balchema, getting angry constantly and easily. Bamachshavra, thinking evil thoughts. I presume this means sinful, lustful thoughts. Damaschabal Russia, somebody who attaches himself to a bad person. Because he learns from this person's deeds. They'll be embedded in his heart, so to speak, and he'll be constantly more inclined to behave in that manner. And again, he will not do tshuva if he doesn't leave those ways. This is what Shlema says in his wisdom. A companion of silly people, of foolish people, will suffer harm. We already explained the way and the traits that a person should continuously follow. Uh, certainly all that applies to Baal Tshuva so the Ramam is not going to repeat the whole Hilchus Deus over here but all of Hilchus Deus applies specifically more crucially to the Baal Tshuva Halacha Vav Kol Elu HaDvarim it's been all these things even though they prevent Tshuva in Ma'id they say they don't they don't uh, make it impossible if a person does Tshuva any of them he is a Baal Tshuva he is a Baal Tshuva he has a portion in the world to come. So even though Hashem will not assist him, he can do tshuva.